to go. Well, hello everyone. John Thornett here. Another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Great to have you on board. I hope you're all doing well on this wonderful land of Australia that we live in. Um, so what's been happening in peak? Um, well, Sarah and I have uh, having a, a nice, uh, a very enjoyable run actually with our pharmacy mastermind and with the, the marketing module. We've had uh, a good number of people signed up using correct English, uh, signed up to uh, the marketing module, which has been good. And we've had some very good feedback on that too, of people who have uh, who've gone through that program. Uh, I've also had a good number of people who have been uh, interested in signing up to uh, the Pharmacy Mastermind. So we've had some, uh, we've had some great conversations there and uh, really getting some uh, good impact with uh, the pharmacies I've been working with as well. So that's been very good. The troops have been uh, the troops have been uh, working hard, um, but uh, all's going well in in Peakland. So by the time uh, you receive this, we'll very much into uh, planning for uh, our Christmas parties, end of year Christmas parties with our clients. So we're in the throes of uh, planning that, and uh, at some stage we uh, probably need to think about our own end of year Christmas party. Um, but uh, ours has to be a little bit different because uh, uh, all members of the Peak family are actually scattered throughout the world. So. Um, you know, where some may have their Christmas parties and go to a nice restaurant and drink a bucket of wine and eat nice food. Um, yeah, peak, we, we have to do it differently. So uh, we have uh, our online Zoom Christmas parties, but uh, as, my, as my troops know, um, it's very important that I uh, have my family together. So, uh, so we'll have to plan that one and think about how we're going to do it differently. So great to have you on board. Now with me, I have the wonderful Sarah Rendell, marketing genius. <laughs> oh, gosh. Put Hello to you, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm very, very good. So another episode of speaking of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Now, what we want to talk about today is roadmap to success, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and particularly what I want to get out of this is, and for the listeners, is to think about, strategies that they need to implement to drive change and to drive growth into their stores and to get out of the mindset of routine because they all get stuck into this routine and keep doing the same things day in, day out without much change, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, so we'd like to uh, bring in some uh, challenge. We want to challenge a few uh, mindsets here. Uh, challenge a few thought processes and uh, and let's see if we can uh, prompt some uh, positive proactive thoughts amongst our amongst our listeners here so first I want to talk to you about and for those uh, in the uh, our mastermind program will certainly hear about me talking about the bus concept now let me explain this to you it's actually very relevant and it, for me it it makes a great deal of sense, even when looking at my own business and, uh, and, and driving change. So think of your business as a bus, okay? Now, as a bus, any bus journey goes from point A to point B. That's every bus journey goes from point A to point B, okay? And people get on the bus, 
because they want to go where the bus is going to. People get off the bus if they've reached the end of their journey or they don't want to go where that bus is going and they want to get on a different bus. And also the bus driver will plan, you know, what time they're going to be at certain destinations. They will also plan what route they're going to take as well. So it's very important that you think of your business as a bus. Your business is at point A right now. Okay. Where is your bus going to? That is your point B. Okay. Mistake number one is, it still surprises me, but a great deal of pharmacy owners never know where their point B is. They never know where their business, where their business is going to. So if you don't know where your business is going to, how do you know whether you know, people want to get on your bus or not? They only want to get on your bus if they know where you're going. If they don't know where you're going, they're not going to have any emotional attachment to going there. So you really need to understand where your point B is and really think, you know, what, what, is, your, what is your destination? What, what do you want to achieve? Where do, what, do you want, what do you want your business to go to? Okay, that's the, that's the bus concept. But let's extend that out a little bit more. Okay, so if you know where you are now and you, together with your owners and your partners, think, okay, this is our destination, this is our point B, this is where we want our bus to go. Okay, now you can start planning what's our route. What's our travel path? What's our journey? What, where are we traveling to? What roads are we going to take? Planning that journey and planning that trip is your strategies, okay? Your strategies enable you to go from point B, to, from point A to point B, I should say, okay? So that enables you to then implement what are the strategies that we need to implement into our store that's going to enable us to get there. Okay, now what you'll find with this, when you go through this process, and I've seen this with other pharmacies and other owners that we've worked with, is that when you know where your bus is going and when you know uh, what strategies you're going to implement, the very important part of this function is to, um, is to communicate that with your team. Okay, that is an absolutely vital step. Okay. You've got to be able to communicate with that team. Now, what you'll find is some people will get off your bus. Why? Because they don't want to go the direction you're going, which is no disrespect to them. And it's actually great that you've identified this. Okay, It's actually really good you've identified this because they don't particularly want to go where you're going. That's fine. But they've got their own journey to make. There's another bus that they want to get onto. And it's really important that you've identified this right now. Okay. But what you'll also find is that other people, your current team and the ones that stay will be more committed to staying on your bus because they really emotionally connect to where you're going. But not only that is you'll attract a certain style of team member who's um, also wants to hop on your bus. Why? because they know where you're going, okay? So that's very important. The other side to this is who sits on what seat on the bus, okay? Who's sitting on what seat, okay? 
that is your organizational structure. Okay? Every, every business in existence needs to have an organizational structure of you know, who's in the various positions. In each position, what's the job description? What's the roles and responsibilities? Okay, so that is the bus concept. And when you, you, you think of that from a simplistic perspective, okay, it's actually very relevant to, to any business strategy. Okay, where are you now? And you actually have to spend time identifying where you are now. You need to understand where you're going because your bus needs to go from one destination to the next. Once you've got that, you can plan the most effective route. Noting the most effective route isn't necessarily the quickest. A bus isn't necessarily going to take the route that's going to take them from A to B in the shortest amount of time possible. They actually take the route that's going to be most effective. And what's most effective is the bus that's going to be most convenient for the passengers and for the community. Your business is the same. Getting there as quickly as possible is not necessarily the goal. But what is actually most applicable and most relevant and most convenient to your community and to, and to all your team. Okay. And then, then as you go through that process, who identify who's on the bus, who's off the bus, and those that are on the bus, what seat are they sitting in? Okay. So it's very important that you take that, that strategy, that concept and really think it through. Now I'm gonna move on to the team aspect. So when we talk about who's sitting on the bus and who's, who's on the bus, who's off the bus, also what, um, what seat are they sitting in? This comes down to team as your biggest asset. Now, Sarah, you've been working with um, uh, a few pharmacies, quite a few pharmacies over the last X number of years particularly with their, their marketing strategies. And, yep. um, and I know like talking to you in the past, you can really see the difference between uh, those teams that are well-connected and those teams that aren't. So tell me about some of your experiences there. Oh, gosh, yes. So team engagement is the, the biggest thing that um, is successful for not only marketing like um, you've been talking about, but also just business strategy. When the team is aligned with the owner and manager's vision, it just makes everything so much more simplified. So I've worked with numerous pharmacies and funnily enough, some with the same owners and it's just different teams. And you can really see the difference from a team that is engaged and has bought into that vision and understands the drive behind why this pharmacy is open versus the ones that don't. So if you're trying to exactly what you were saying about, you know, who the people sitting on the bus, um, every seat has its own important role and they're all interconnected because you can't put, say, for example, if you're from my marketing experience, put it all onto one person to drive a marketing strategy because marketing is pretty much always going to be hindered by 
patient experience. And that's a really positive thing because um, we can control that. But who controls that? It is our team. So if our team is not connected to our marketing strategy, no matter what beautiful catalog or Instagram grid or, you know, informative video that you've done, if it's not um, intertwined and connected with the experience that they have with your team at a, a store level, which is where the purchasing decisions and the services are booked, then it's never going to work. So um, there's, yeah, it's definitely, I could go on about heaps of examples, but when your team gets it, oh my gosh, that's just such a good um, tool in your toolkit. Yeah. And it's, um, and you can see it too. We actually see it in some of the um, uh, financial data that we see too. Um, It's actually quite interesting because um, I know some of the stores that we've that that you and I have worked on. Um, when we've seen, like myself, seen the financial results, and um, then you working with uh, working with the team, and uh, you often see those correlations between a team that are not engaged and not working together, mm. um, and how that reflects in financial results whereas those other teams that are very well connected funny enough you see them performing a bit better don't you well yeah if we just pick on an example of a loyalty program so if we have only one person in the pharmacy asking um, patients and customers to sign up to the loyalty program the database is not as big as the opportunity. what the opportunity is. If you have every team member um, having that in their dialogue with customers, it just, you'd build moments, more momentum so much quicker. And um, it just, yeah, that value add would just grow because the numbers would grow. And that yep. means that we're able to communicate with more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just a prime example of, yeah, having your team engaged. Um, if you've got any type of implementation, whether that be strategy, you know, new buying, like even buy, people making buying decisions, so the stock buyers and stuff, that if your team's not engaged with that, they won't might not know that you have that new supplement on the floor or you know some that new um you know something to help with back pain sorry yeah, yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. yeah example those types of things like if the team isn't doesn't isn't aware of it or not engaged with it then that's really not going to be relayed through to the patients so yeah yeah very yeah. true and the other part to this is I and mean, often we can look at a team and think oh the team just not engaged it's not exactly the team's responsibility, no. nor is it necessarily the team's fault, no. is it? No, no, because, no, not at all. Because the, the level of engagement, the level of connectedness amongst the team and even extend that out to the culture mm. all comes from the owners, doesn't it? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, And it's really interesting when I work with pharmacies and it was actually I was at a pharmacy the other day and they highlighted to me with our consulting. um, I promise this is not a humble brag, but it literally just happened yesterday. (laughs) They said to me, the way that this is working is because you're going in and not just talking with me, you're talking with the team. And that's how culture is building. And that's how they're becoming really excited and engaged. Um, In this instance, it was for social media. So um, it's really important that that it's not necessarily the team, it's the team's fault at all. um, I think sometimes, um, yeah, it's just sharing and creating that really, um, that type of culture that you want for your pharmacy yeah yeah now there was um 
and and you'll recall this conversation we had with a uh, a particular pharmacy owner who's um uh now i wouldn't say controlling that's not the correct word but they felt as though like they had to do things because if they didn't do it it wouldn't be done to the same level and uh the team oh. would make mistakes and <laughs> yes, and yes. Even, even then you still have because uh, we spoke to um uh, some owners during this week, didn't we? Yes. Feels, uh, no, we've got to work in there and and uh, uh, we've got mm -hmm. to work in the store. We've got to do all these things. And you have this mode of owners who are still thinking like employees. Yes, yeah. And still wanting to control, which ultimately it doesn't destroy the the, the team or anything like that, but it undermines the ability of the team to connect and to grow, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it's there's two sides to that. Firstly, from the um, from being if you work for someone with the um, owner constantly doing everything, there's no real opportunity for growth for yourself. And I, I really think, um, especially within the pharmacy industry, with recruitment being so hard at the moment getting that um, employee loyalty is really important. So, yeah. um, you know, giving them that trust. And then on the other hand, for the owner, they're doing themselves a disservice because they're not actively looking for opportunities for the pharmacy. So it's kind of like you definitely need to have your finger on the pulse and be aware about what's going on. Um, but then you've also got to have that balance of that time um, working on the business, not in the business. John, yeah. I got it right. I always yes. say that saying wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, love it, love it. And yeah. there's this, um, and and often we, we we see this quite often in in with pharmacy owners is how busy they are, and <laughs> doing you know fifty sixty plus hours a week and doing yeah doing silly hours, and then finding they don't have time for things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, why you don't have time for? Oh, look, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And the problem there is they're trying to control everything, but they are restricting their own ability to grow. And they're also restricting their, their team's ability to grow and flourish as well. So end up by default trying to be very busy, but by default they end up sabotaging their own business's growth prospects, don't they? Yeah, it's like they're on a hamster wheel and they're just continually going. We can all get um, sucked into the day-to-day -day activities of any business. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as an owner and as any business owner, this can be taken as advice from anyone I'm sure you can relate is, yeah, having that time to step away and look at stuff is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for the audience listening, if you are the type of owner that likes to control, okay, um, and I'm sure there are quite a few who are putting their hand up. There are probably quite a few who probably should be putting their hand up but not, not admitting it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you're that type of owner, um, probably is there's a couple of points there I probably need, to, probably need to make here. And number one, there is this old wives' tale of, if, if I can use that term, um, of a pharmacy will never be as successful as an owner-operated pharmacy. And, you know, that has been the, the, the belief. It has. Yeah. But when we did this exercise at 
the pharmacy guild uh, they had the 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 WA pharmacy guild had the uh, the pharmacy forum this was uh late um uh late august when when we did this and um and the the interesting thing from from that uh the interesting thing from that experience was um we we did this i uh, did this uh uh, uh, this workshop seminar on my top performing pharmacies. And these are my, my top six, my top six all-time pharmacies. We, we presented this at the, at the pharmacy forum. It was actually a huge amount of fun. But part of that was amongst those top six, half of them being three of them were the owners weren't actively engaged in the pharmacy. You know, three of them were owner-operated, but three of them weren't owner-operated. They're actually run by the team. The manager is present, but the manager is not present there all the time. The manager, sorry, I should say the owner, is not actually rostered on. But these pharmacies were absolute rippers. The, their performance and their financial performance is, was just outstanding, absolutely outstanding. So don't be trapped into that thinking of, you know, if I'm not going to be actively engaged, um, you know, the store isn't going to perform as well. It's not actually the case. Because when you have a, a, a good, well, um, a well-connected team, you the team perform very well. And if they know their role and they know what they're responsible for and they connect well, the pharmacy will always go well. And... Owners should also probably change their thinking a little bit to, you know, oh, but they'll make mistakes and things like that. Well, yeah, they will make mistakes. But us owners also make plenty of mistakes too. And the more we control, the more we try to influence things, the less effective your team are going to be because you're not actually giving them an opportunity to grow. You're not giving them an opportunity to learn. And if you think of the problems you're going to experience, the problems either come about from a system wasn't followed, in which case that's education, that's team training and education, or the error came about because there wasn't a system implemented. Great. We found out we know, we're, we know better. Now let's put a system in to prevent it happening. Or it's a resourcing question, as in, we didn't have enough people or we didn't have the right products or whatever. It's a resourcing question or it's a money thing. So if you have a problem or something goes wrong, it's just procedural. Is there a system for it or not? If there's no system, put one in so it doesn't happen again. Or you had a system but it wasn't followed, right. You've got to train the team. It's owner's responsibility. Okay. But, Sorry, I'm nodding. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that I'm on um, audio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so just so the audience is aware, I'm, um, I'm uh, speaking from home and Sarah's speaking from her home. <laughs> and so we're recording a podcast by looking at each other and Sarah's, Sarah's nodding. And, um, and actually, yeah. you, you might be, I think this is funny, but as I'm explaining, I've got hand gestures going all over the place here, which uh, makes sense to Sarah. But uh, uh, for you listeners, uh, you probably can't listen to the hand gestures. So uh, well, that, that's all <laughs> yeah. good. 
Yeah, sorry. I am agreeing, guys. This is great content. <laughs> Keep going, John. <laughs> so I just want to point that out. Your team are your greatest asset you're going to have. You think of marketing strategy. Your team are your best marketing strategy ever. They are the ones who are going to implement it, but they are the ones who are going to carry it out. And they are the ones who the outside world, your community, are going to engage with. Mm-hmm. And they they will be the linchpin as to how successful your pharmacy's going to be. Sarah's seen that plenty of times in her in her travel amongst pharmacies. Um and even even Sarah, amongst uh, marketing strategies and rolling it out, um, you know, when the team's involved in doing it, um, owners can sometimes be more effective when they're not actually controlling it, but they are they understand what's going on and they approve what's going on. They understand the strategy, yes, but when they yeah. just leave it to the team, then it, it performs so much better, doesn't it? Oh, of course. And I, if I look at um, the pool of clients that we've got through marketing and mastermind, um, a lot, nine, or 80% of it is done by the team and the owner just oversees it. And I can, I can vouch for that strategy working through the data. So yeah. from post-reach engagement, which also translates over to financial data as well. So yeah, it's definitely something, this is not something we pluck from the air. We've got measurables over a couple of or even longer than a couple of years now and I can tell you that having your team engaged little fun fact for social media if you ever want some get engagement make sure you have team photos um, if you want to push that if you want to talk about for example Moderna my favorite word Moderna vaccines <laughs> um, have have your team hold up a sign saying we rolled up for WA just having that person in there in the photo will just help drive engagement but still you're promoting a strategy or a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. I want to move on now to uh, strategies specifically targeting your customers. Yes. Okay. So for um, those people who have uh, been at uh, WA Pharmacy Forums or have uh, um, watched some of our webinars, by the way, Go to our website, peakstrategies.com.au. Go in there and register. And when you're in there and register, you'll get access to a lot of our content, including some of the webinars. So what I'm about to speak about, uh, Sarah and I covered this in um, a webinar, maybe two webinars. But anyway, you'll you'll see it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So see how well I explained that, Sarah? Um, No, you did well. (laughs) So what I want to talk about here is strategies regarding your customers now if we get back to basic financial strategies your pharmacy is only ever going to achieve sustainable growth in profitability if it can grow its sales sales Mm -hmm. and health service okay Uh, they are the two main areas where you need to grow that consistently i'm smiling at sarah here because uh it's a little internal joke but uh um she's very big on using uh terms here and so i was sometimes made a mistake of using the term of professional services but she slightly trained me to not say professional services services and to actually use uh health services here so uh she's smiling away because she's really proud of how she's training me at the moment (laughs) (laughs) um so if you want to grow health service income and you want to grow uh, your sale turnover income, that's only going to grow by having more transactions. More transactions means only going to grow that 
by having more customers. Okay, but it's very important you actually break it down. Okay, so your turnover is a combination of how many customers you have, how many times they shop in your store, what their loyalty factor is, as in their stickiness, as well as basket size. Okay, those four concepts alone will determine how successful your pharmacy is going to be from a sustainable growth, sustainable profit growth perspective, okay? So if you want to grow turnover and grow health service income, okay, you need to focus on one of those four. How do you grow your customer numbers? How do you increase their frequency, as in the number of times they shop in your store? How do you increase loyalty, which is uh, how do you reduce the number of those who are leaving because of price, product, or bad service or something? And how do you influence the spend? So, Sarah, from a marketing perspective, uh, what are some of the, the strategies that uh, uh, that owners should be considering when influencing customer frequency, customer numbers, and customer loyalty? Yep. So because of today's theme, I'm going to, because we have, like John has highlighted, we've talked about this in webinars and things like that. I'm going to relate it to the on the bus, off the bus and team engagement because that's, yeah. So increasing customer numbers, ultimately all of those four KPIs um, have an element of having your team on board with the message and strategy. So if we look at how to increase customer numbers, that all relates to understanding your target audiences. So your target audiences are your ideal customers. So having your team um, aware of who your target audiences are is so important because that is how you are able to grow opportunities. For example, a young mum comes in to the pharmacy and then they start asking the pharmacy assistant for various products. Since the, the team is aware of the target audience for for the pharmacy and they know what our marketing strategy is and how this helps achieve increasing customer numbers, they make mental notes of what the customer is saying and relay it back to the owner or and to the team about how we could potentially maybe, for example, look at plant-based options for young children in terms of formula and things like that and start the conversation. Okay, that might be an opportunity here. Let's look at that. Then that mum goes and sees that you've got this natural plant-based um, formula for their child. They go and share it at the mum's local mum's group. So then that helps bringing in all these new mums coming into the pharmacy and that will help increase customer numbers so and the same for customer loyalty um, so important with your team because the way to um, maintain customer loyalty is through your loyalty program and to be able to market to them outside so actually your team has such a strong um, influence on that because if yeah. they're not engaged in getting people signed up then like your strategy kind of hits a dead end before it even starts. So um, just like little things, even John and I talking before and he said health services, that's the peak way of life. And John is, you know, communicating that out. That's exactly what it would help with these things. Like, you know, for us increasing client numbers, people, us understanding pharmacy and the fact that you guys are health professionals and it's a health destination, we're going to use health services because that makes sense. So back to pharmacy. Customer loyalty and achieving that KPI is so, is really driven by your team, and and also just 
Customer loyalty can also include, you know, the elements of customer service, as you were saying, John, having a bad experience versus not. Um, and your, your team can really impact whether you stand out against your competitors. So, yep, customer frequency and customer spend, once again, that is driven by teams. So if a customer like myself, I am not a price-driven customer. I am there for um, my pharmacist's expertise and how they can add value to my life. That is the way I shop. So um, your team, once again, can influence that because if your pharmacist, for example, is not really having too much of a conversation with um, patients and customers when they come in and, you know, using those opportunities to educate them further is really driven by your team. You need pharmacists and pharmacy assistants that are on board with your vision and message so then people are wanting to come back and spend more. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's relating to teams. So as you can see, teams really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So, yeah. so quite often um, uh, for, for the listeners here, sometimes strategies and, and, and these strategies and your call it roadmap to success, some of the strategies are actually quite simple. Okay. So the, simple, John. <laughs> the, they are they are not they not the hard part is actually the implementation, which is where everything falls down. But the strategies themselves are not hard. So you look at um yeah, yeah as I said before, you look at how to grow turnover and how to grow health service income. Okay. There's four things you need to identify: how to grow your customer numbers, how to improve the loyalty factor how to improve frequency, how to get them to come into your store more often, okay, and customer, and customer spend, okay, basket size. Now, that's not a factor of price. That's a factor of how much they spend and how many products they buy or what services they engage with you. Each one of those, each one of those four has their own strategies attached to it, okay? And so what I really stress with the owners is, You've got to sit down amongst your partners and your headline managers, dispensary managers, retail managers, and sit and discuss, right, customer numbers, okay? What's our strategy? What's our marketing strategy to try and reach more customers and get them engaged more with our pharmacy? Customer loyalty, okay? If we're losing customers, why are we losing them? Is it a price thing? Is it a product thing? Or is it a uh, is it a uh, a poor customer service or poor customer experience? Uh, do we need to train our team better? Um, also look at customer frequency. We'll say, well, how do we increase the number of times they keep coming back to, your, back to the store? All right, we need to communicate better. And that's either through socials. That's either through um, the email addresses uh, that we have in our customer loyalty program. Okay. Customer loyalty programs are not there to give your customers discounts. That's an added bonus. Okay, Customer loyalty programs are all about a database. We have a database and you have a database that's got email addresses. You have an ability to communicate and you've got to communicate. Yes, yes. And you, you've, you've seen that in some of the, the, the stores you've worked with? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And even just um, an example of, uh, the power of a loyalty database, any strategy or health service that you want to promote. I worked with a client on pushing sleep apnea a bit more and how to create more of a life cycle for a sleep apnea patient. What do you do post purchasing a machine? And um, we were able to segment the database and, you know, create some content around these sleep apnea patients and have a call to action that they come in to get their 
sleep machine um, serviced and cleaned because that's the ability for them perhaps needing new parts or further consultation. And we did it and we actually had so many bookings and we actually had um, and we also took a step back and actually looked at prospective um, people that may have sleep apnea and sent it out there. And then we had actually, funnily enough, some regular customers that came to the pharmacy but didn't actually engage in the sleep apnea service before. But because they trust the pharmacy, they were able to convert now. And we've stolen that business from whoever and now they're coming to that pharmacy. So, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it actually a really good result for them too. Yeah, yes. So the the... The strategies are probably the simple things, okay? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, implementation is where it falls down. And as Sarah and I have spoken about quite often on this podcast is, you know, that comes down to, that comes down to your team. And if the team aren't effective in implementing something, whose fault's that? That's the owner's fault. Yes, you and know, giving, it, giving them that time as well yep. to be able to, implement this efficiently these yeah. types of tasks need to be considered as part of their roles and responsibilities and therefore time needs to be factored into it yeah 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 so i hope you've enjoyed all that content i hope you've enjoyed all that if um uh if you are interested in what sarah and i have been talking about and wanting to um uh push your pharmacy and even your your, your fellow partners and if you're listening, you may you may be a junior partner or you may have junior partners and wanting to, to grow them. Um, our Pharmacy Mastermind is, is a great program. It's something that Sarah and I professionally is, is being one of the most rewarding things that we have ever done to be able to work you know, intimately with uh, pharmacy owners and to get change and to... Um, and to create sustainable change and sustainable growth in their businesses. Uh, it's been immensely rewarding. It's been a great program. So go to our website, pigstrategies.com.au, and uh, you'll see a link there to, um, to Mastermind. Go register. Let's have a chat about you and your pharmacy, and let's see what we can do to help you guys and to move you along. Um, you know, it's, it's a great program and uh, we've seen some good results so far from our clients. And uh, but before I leave you, um, Sarah and I probably achieved something uh, really good in this podcast because, as I said before, um, I'm recording this from home. Sarah's recording this from her home and we both have dogs. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so Sarah has Henry there who's the marketing manager and <laughs> at no point did uh, did Henry arc up and and chew on squeaky toys or anything like that and, and make a noise um and uh, my dog cookies he's office mascot he had a little grumble there because someone uh, dared to drive past the front of our house I can't believe their attitude in doing that he had a little grumble but I don't know if you heard that Sarah only like slightly and only because I know that cookies is there that I heard it. So, <laughs> so yeah. well, I think we got that, we got through this uh, relatively unscathed considering the potential for disaster. Yes, I think so. Henry didn't do, he's not much of a barker, but he's definitely a dreamer. So I was scared that his dreaming might have gotten in the way, but he's no, <laughs> no sleep talking today. He must be not chasing any bunnies. <laughs> um, trying to rip the heads off, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, he's out, he's out to the world. He's very, he's got a pretty good job as marketing manager. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. very good. Well, um, 
Thank you for joining this episode of uh, Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Uh, we've got a, um, some uh, ripping episodes coming up soon. So um, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, write in a review if you can. Love to hear from you. So uh, speak soon, everyone. Bye-bye.